0: Hey gorgeous, before today's episode starts, I've just got a quick message from me, Denise Duffield-Thomas, if you didn't know. Now, did you know that only a tiny fraction of self-employed creatives make over 100000 a year? And you know, it is my mission to help a lot of people make money and change the world. And if you're a creative, it's not your art that's holding you back. It's your money mindset and strategy. So I am so excited to share that I am coming to the United States to sunny Orlando for one of my first speaking gigs in a long time. And it's going to be in January 2024 in Florida. It is going to be an unforgettable three-day conference all about creativity and making money and I'm going to be talking about all things money mindset so I can fire you up for the most successful year ever. Now I'm going to be joined by fellow keynote speaker Donald Miller, who you probably recognize as the world famous mastermind behind the Building a Story brand. I'm so excited to meet him and you'll be excited to hear from him as well. And there'll be so many other amazing speakers there too. So what am I talking about? What is this conference? I'm talking about BOPCon. I'm so excited it stands for the business of photography so if you are in the photography business you're a portrait or a wedding photographer a family photographer or any kind of photographer this conference is a must to attend now I have heard that I'm a little bit famous in some of the photography circles I keep on meeting photographers at events and in my money boot camp so I know that there are a lot of photographers listening who is your host your host, Megan DiPiero, who is a money camper, by the way, has hand selected speakers from inside and outside the photography industry to help small business owners and artists like you focus on success. And you want to hear something really special? I have a unique opportunity for 35 lucky VIPs. Register for BopCon today and you'll get the lowest ticket price available, plus the chance to meet me in person at an intimate VIP luncheon. Remember, though, there's only 35 VIP spots for that, so sign up right now so you don't miss out. All the details about this amazing conference in January 24 in Florida can be found at BopCon Live, so B O P. Con, L-I-V-E, so BopConLive.com slash Denise DT. This event is going to blow your mind. It's going to make a real difference in your creative business. So check it out and join me in Orlando in January 24. I'm so excited. Okay. All right. Enough. Uh, Let's get on with today's episode of Chill and Prosper. Start your business for
1: the freedom of time Now you're tired of the hustle and grind There's gotta be a better way It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper Welcome to Chill and Prosper You're ready to chill and prosper With Denise
0: Duffield Thomas Hey there, hey there, friend. It's Denise Duffield Thomas here, and welcome to another episode of Chill and Prosper. Before we get started, I want to tell you about something really, really tiny that you can do for your business that would be really helpful. So, straight off, I said, I'm Denise Duffield Thomas. Recently, I had to record uh, my audiobook and I had a lot of people's case studies in there. And I want to make sure that I'm pronouncing people's names properly, of course, because it is such a big thing, especially if you have a slightly unusual name and you're used to people mispronouncing it. So for every person on that um, case study list, I went Googling to find their name. And so many of them, I could never find a single video where they said their own name. And so I think it's really key every time you do a video or a podcast or whatever, always introduce yourself. I started doing this a couple of years ago because I'm an introvert. And also, I had this mantra of my face is my fortune. My face is my fortune. And I thought, I'm just going to just make people remember my name. Fam! (laughs) Uh, I just want people to remember my name. So I started saying my name all of the time. And instead of saying my name is Denise Duffield-Thomas, I would say I'm Denise Duffield Thomas. just had a different resonance for me. So I just want to make sure that if you are creating video content or if you've got a blog um, and you, your name has an unusual pronunciation or people get it wrong, like even put a pronunciation guide under your bio but always introduce yourself in videos. And if the host doesn't do it, and I did notice this too because for some people I was also looking for interviews that they had done with other people. And I noticed that some hosts, if they, if they like – Feel like they can't pronounce your name, they just don't ever mention it. So, no one ever mentions their names. Okay, so that's just a really quick tip before we get started. Just make sure you've said your name. Ah, you've said your name somewhere in videos. All right, let's get to it. We are talking today about the pros and cons of being the breadwinner of your family. Now, I know not everyone has kids and not everyone is in a partnership. So, if you're a single person with no kids, you're just like, yeah. I am the breadwinner. It's just me and maybe my dog. Shout out to my friend, um, Shanae Howard, with her um, beautiful little dog. Um, but for some of us who are in partnerships or we have um, kids or families, um, there's a lot of energy and fears around this idea of being the breadwinner of your family. And it's, we're talking about the pros and cons, right? You know that I'm always... Really honest about how things are in my family, especially. Um, And so, let's have a talk about it. And if you aren't in a partnership, don't have kids. I hopefully you still get something out of this because I think the same fears that we have about being a breadwinner are often similar to just the fears we have of growing or making more money or doing something different and going past our perceived limitations. So. Let's talk about. We're going to start with the bad side or the fears about being a breadwinner. And I hear this a lot where people say to me, um, if I make more money than my partner, um, bad things will happen. And it's actually really good to dig into these fears, right? So in Money Boot Camp, we talk about negative consequences. When you have a big goal, there's often unacknowledged fears about that goal coming true. And when we acknowledge them, then at least it gives us information, it um, helps us to clear it, and also it gives us bandwidth to then manifest the goal, right? Otherwise, we push it away. So if you think about your fears about earning more money, what would they be for you? The things I've heard are things like, my partner will get really lazy, or my partner will do nothing or they want to quit their job everyone will rely on me what if it's a fluke what if I can't sustain it what if um, it's too much pressure what if um, you know it's it's just all these fears oh what if my partner leaves me because I'm too powerful or and I think it just (laughs) this whole thing about fear is often because we don't believe we're allowed to have everything we want we all have our own version of this. I can have love or money, but not both. I can help people and be really kind and loving and helpful in the world, or I can make money, but not both. And even if you do believe that and you've done some work around it, I think it still lives in us in so many ways. And we all have our own version of that, right? I can be a good person or I can be wealthy. I can be um, ethical or wealthy. I can be a champion for the environment or wealthy. I can be a good mum or wealthy. I can have health or be wealthy. I can have, you know, whatever it is, great friendships or be wealthy. I cannot have all of those things. And so when when you think about your fears about making more money, um, they might be some of those fears as well, right? Uh, now, let me tell you about what how, how I've experienced this myself. So I started my business 12 years ago um, and Mark was the breadwinner because I said to him, You know, I really want to start a business, so give me six months where you don't ask me to get a job. And we lived in a really small apartment. We didn't um, have, you know, nice cars or we didn't really go away on holidays or anything like that. We lived on his salary, which was a good salary. I'm not saying it wasn't. But um, I said, I just need this space and I'm going to grow a business and it's going to be amazing. And I was painting the picture. I'm going to make millions of dollars, I promise. And it it took me five years to make... A million dollars in revenue, but the whole time I had to work on my fears around making more money. And one of my big fears was people won't like me if I make more money. I won't be humble and down to earth, and they won't like me. And that was true for me at the start of my business, and it's true for me now. That keeps on, it keeps on coming. But anyway, um Mark kept on saying, "Oh, well, I'll, I'll quit my job when you make half a million And then it was like seven hundred and fifty, and then it was a million. When I got to the million mark, I was like, "Dude." dude. And it's not like he like he had a very stressful career in sport, um, but it meant that we couldn't go on holidays. We couldn't do all of these things. And so suddenly I was making all this money. Well, not suddenly, um, but I was making all this money and we didn't have much freedom in our lives and we wanted to have more kids. And um, he didn't work for me at the start. He did his own stuff for a year. And after a year, our accountant was like, Mark, have you ever considered helping Denise with her marketing? And I was like, oh, my God. And But I could, it couldn't come from me. It almost had to come from someone else. And I was like, oh, what an interesting idea. I have never thought about this. And so he decided to come and work in my business, which really completely shifted things, right, because then it meant that we were all in on Team DDT. We were all in on Face of Denise. And there's a lot of things that are good about that and there are a lot of things that have been really hard for me in the last couple of years. Um, Mark's worked with me now for six years and so all of the money for our family has pretty much come from my face and my creativity and my, you know, my life force energy in so many ways. And So what's come up, there's been a few things that have been really interesting. When I grew up seeing my grandparents, I would see my grandpa. He felt so entitled to like not do housework and felt entitled to watch whatever he wanted on the TV and stuff like that. And I have to admit, there's been times over the last couple of years where I've kind of been like, yeah, you guys should do stuff for me. Like I am entitled to not have to do Lot of stuff at home. And so we've had a lot more home help in the last couple of years, but almost that feeling, I, I totally get it now. And that sounds horrible because obviously I'm, you know, a feminist. And, but I can kind of see how my grandfather felt in lots of ways of going, I bring in the money, I bring home the bacon, so I feel entitled to rest when I'm at home. I know that sounds terrible, but I'm just being honest with you about how that's manifested for me sometimes of going, yeah, bring me a cup of tea. Um, the flip side of that is that when things have been busy, which they have, we've done, you know, big launches and there's been times where I've been out of balance. It's, I felt resentful about it. I felt like I'm the golden goose and everyone's expecting me to perform. Um, you know, I'm responsible for a lot of people now. And there's been times where I felt both resentful, but also I felt the pressure of that. Of going, well, what if I don't want to do my business anymore? Or what if I get sick? Or what if I want to take some time off? And so there's been that feeling of like, wow, it all rests on my shoulders and I'm responsible. And that's not to say that, you know, Mark doesn't contribute a lot to the business. He does. He runs our launches and and that's amazing. But there's still that feeling of, yeah, but it all comes down to me. And that can be that can be tricky. And any mistakes that happen in the company, I'm the face of, you know, and there's been – there has been mistakes um, and the buck stops with me. So there's that pressure of not only am I responsible for the income and I'm responsible for the business, but there's that that feeling of like, but what if we f- screw up somehow and then it all goes, you know. And so that that pressure has sometimes kept me awake at night. It really has. Um, and that feeling of um, – over responsibility that then tips into other areas. Feeling over responsible for clients. Feeling over responsible for solving every problem in the world. Feeling overly responsible for being on top of everything that's happening in the world, just in case I miss something and I get cancelled because then my my family suffers. You know, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of that pressure for me for sure. Now it's not all bad though. Don't worry, it's not all bad. I'll tell you about the good stuff after the break. And probably a bit more bad stuff too, just for realism. All right, see you in a sec.
2: Hi, my name's Rochelle Williams, and I run an epic community for network marketers, teaching them automations and systems for their business. Being a fellow Aussie, I have followed Denise for many years and been very inspired by her entrepreneurial journey. I have read all of the books, and I'm also part of the Money Boot Camp, and I cannot Recommend it higher. It has absolutely changed the way that I do business. But the most epic breakthrough that happened for me is doing my money archetype and realizing that since becoming a mother and moving into motherhood, I had stifled my celebrity status and stopped kind of stepping up to the microphone myself. I had, um, you know, held myself in the shadows of my business and got really good at tech and behind the scenes. And so having done that archetype test, I was able to really step into the limelight and really shine my light and do the things that I was holding back. Having been an actress and a singer for a long time, I knew that that was my flow and that was the place that I needed to be. But I just needed that little nudge from somebody to kind of go, actually, no, that's your archetype. That's where you need to be in your genius zone and in your flow. And that's where it gets to be easy. So thank you so much for your inspiration,
0: Denise. Okay, welcome back. We are talking about the pros and cons of being the breadwinner of your family uh as always i love to hear your thoughts about these episodes so always hit me up on social media i love when people share the episode and share their learnings to their community as well because that's way more powerful than just sending them to me solo um you know what if what has come up for you around this maybe fears that you didn't realize you had about making more money all right so we talked about the the bad sides of being the breadwinner let's talk about the the good stuff um i feel like such a powerful woman being able to earn my own money it makes me teary thinking about it because my grandmother she w- had to look after four kids and she took in extra money wherever she could so she took in sewing She sold Nutramedics makeup a little bit in her later years. She worked in a haberdashery store. She did part-time, you know, I'm making a weird gesture, pulling pints at a bowling club. But she didn't have the power and the opportunities that I do. If she could have had an internet business that she could have done around her kids... Oh, my God, her life would have completely transformed. And same with my mum. So my mum had me at seventeen. she had my brother at twenty one. Um, we were in and out of relationships. we ch- we moved house a couple of times a year for my whole life. and it was a real struggle for her because she had to be on welfare and it was really hard for her to have regular employment because she had young kids. And I think what would she have done with an internet business? Like, our lives would have been completely transformed. And so the the power I feel in, in in knowing no matter what, I know I can make my own money. No matter if we get divorced or I'm a widow or something happens, I know that I have the skills and I live in this time of opportunity to make my own money. Like that just feels so powerful. And I can see it in myself the last couple of years that I, 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 I'm just powerful with it. You know, and I don't feel intimidated by other people, but also I just go, yeah, I'm successful. And actually, I was at an open house the other day with a real estate agent, and um, and he was like, oh yeah, your your house is beautiful that you're selling, it's amazing, and you know, remind me what you do because he, he knows where we live, right? Or you know, the house that we are selling, or maybe have sold by now. And um, I said, oh, I'm a personal development author and business coach for women, and he goes. You must be doing all right. And I was like, Yeah, I am. (laughs) Like, with no apology. I was just like, Yeah. And I just thought, I'm so rich. No, but it just is that feeling of just going, Yeah. And it feels really good. And I want that for everybody. And this is the work that I do, right? Make money, change the world. Make money, change the world. I feel powerful knowing that I can spend money in ways that enrich my community. I can solve problems with money. I can donate money to charities. I can invest in things that are important to me. That feels really powerful. And that doesn't mean I'm I'm perfect at that. I've made so many mistakes around money. I've bought things for the fun of it, like cars. I went through a bit of a antique car phase where I bought like a combi and a, a old truck, several old trucks, and like a VW shell that I planted succulents in and an MG convertible and all of these cars because I was just like, oh, it's so much fun to save old cars. And then I found out it's actually not. It's actually a pain in the ass having antique cars. And I started selling them. But it's just that feeling of going, I can choose. If I want it, I can buy it. If I want to solve a problem, I can do that. And that kind of intertwines sometimes with that over feeling over responsible for people and just wanting to solve problems with money instead of like emotional work or like deep emotional work. I'm just like, oh, I'll just, I'll solve that with money. Um, but it's it's powerful being able to do that. It really is. And some of the things that I've spent money on in the last couple of years, I'm really proud of like investing in musicals um, and the investing money in charities and all the tax that I've paid. I'm even, pow- I feel powerful about that. My tax bill over the last couple of years is about $750,000 a year. And that makes me feel good. It makes me feel powerful to be able to do that. Um, Yeah, if I want it, I'll buy it. (laughs) I can buy myself a flower farm. (laughs) I can buy myself flowers. I just literally grow them myself because I have a flower farm. And that feels really cool. The other thing that's really cool about that too is my kids seeing me as a powerful woman, a powerful mother, a powerful businesswoman, um, about a year ago, I started this affirmation that just changed my life, and it is: "I am a creative genius." I am a creative genius. And it's got nothing to do with money necessarily, but it really did start to change my brain because one, I kept on thinking, "No, creative genius is a man." It's so arrogant to call yourself a creative genius, right? But I was—it it actually unleashed this whole new level of creativity for me of going, I am a creative genius. And I started saying it so much that my kids started saying it about me too. And this is the thing that you can start now. You might not have all the money that you want to have now, but you can start changing the way you talk about yourself, about money, about your business, about your creativity, um, around your family, around your kids, around your community, around your clients, because it, it does shift things. You know, in... Um, the musical Hamilton, which I love. And there is a line in Wait For It that Aaron Burr sings. And it was, um, my mother was a genius. And so my kids sing that to me all the time. I okay. my mother was a genius. And the other one goes, genius. And they just have this call response. And they start selling, you know, saying it down the hallway. My mother was a genius. And you just hear this voice, genius. And it just feels so amazing knowing that i'm changing their view about what's possible not only for me as a mother but also for mark as a father like he gets to be at home they see us working together um they see him taking on a lot of those roles that a lot of dads don't get to do because they are at work um He's the one who drops them off every day and picks them up most days. He's the one who holds space for their school stuff. He's president of the PTA. It's called PNC in Australia. And they get to see that dynamic of relationship. And sometimes they see it go out of balance for sure because part of that power sometimes for me is I think I take it a little bit too far. I get a bit power hungry um, even though – You know, Mark and I get paid the same in the company and, you know, we both work the same. I get to make the final decisions. And so sometimes I'm a bit like, nope, that's my decision. That's it. And that can be good and bad, right? Because I remember George, my son, who's six, when he was like four, he said something like, daddies can be bosses too, you know? And I was like, oh, yeah, they can. But because I was thinking, well, of course they can. Of course, they can be bosses. You're going to hear this over and over again over your whole life that dads are the bosses or men are the bosses, and <laughs> it's almost like I have to make space for him to realize that you know dads can be in charge too. It's almost like he, yeah, he has a completely different view about male female dynamics, which is cool and weird at the same time. Um, and it's really cool that my girls are seeing that you can just you can make your own money and you can be powerful and you can do things with that money and you can use that money to solve problems and build cool things not just give it away you don't have to give all of it away but you can use money to do cool stuff and that's a really good place to tell you about my favorite quote from Sarah Blakely where she says money is fun to make fun to spend and fun to give away and i want them to see all three of those things that we have fun making it and we love what we do and we don't apologize for that and it does bleed into our family life a lot and that's okay and it's fun to spend it in ways that bring joy to us and and we share that with other people in our lives and it's fun to give away and increasingly we would love the kids to be involved in that too and helping us choose charities and just seeing that you know we make, things. we make things happen because of that. So think about some of the fears that you have about being the breadwinner or just even making more money in general. And, you know, I've probably made all of those mistakes. I have sometimes gone too far in my masculine. I sometimes have felt the pressure of responsibility. I sometimes have felt like it's a fluke and it will all, it will all go. All of those things have been true for me. And you don't have to be perfect to make money. You can make money and still have fears. You can make money and still worry about those things and you'll figure it out. You don't have to be perfect. All right, I'll see you in a second after this final break for my final thought. Oh, I can never say final thought. I always go final thought or final thought. All right, see you in a sec. Hi, my
1: name's Karen Gibb and I am the founder of Mind Marvels. We work with young people unleashing their emotional superpowers through nurseries and primary school sessions. I discovered Denise a couple of years ago now and initially if I'm honest I was really really sceptical about the whole money mindset and how much it is actually ingrained in our lives. However as I joined Money Bootcamp and then read all of Denise's books at once too, I discovered that actually we have so much Um, to answer from from our childhood how we were brought up around money and I had a real guilt within my business about making money from supporting children's mental health however since joining the boot camp I've been really fortunate that I've been able to break through my money blockages and actually come to realise that by making that impact on young people's lives I'm also allowed to make uh, a decent income from that too. We are now franchising Mind Marvels UK wide to support more children and to help more women become involved you know with their own own part of the business and that's been really really exciting for me too so just a big thank you to Denise for all her wisdom our podcasts our books and of course a money boot camp I can't wait to see Mine marvels grow okay
0: just a simple final message for me today and it's really that feeling of safety it's safe for me to be the breadwinner it's safe for me to make more money. If you really look at some of those fears, you'll see that some of them are totally valid and some of them are just totally made up stories. Uh, So always reach out to me if you want to share some of the thoughts from this episode about your money blocks that have come up for you. But also I have a free resource that talks about just money blocks in general. If you're not sure what your blocks are, they're actually the same. They're often the same depending on the um, like how much money you make or what your situation is, it's usually the same stuff. I'm going to have to give up something. I'm not a good person if I have this, all of those things. So go to denisedt.com slash blocks where you can get that free workshop. It's about seven money blocks that I see often in entrepreneurs and see what comes up for you and do it through this lens of being a breadwinner. Um, But just, yeah, join me for that final affirmation and just say it's safe for me to earn more. It's safe for me to be powerful around money it's safe for me to be the breadwinner it's safe for all of us um, regardless of your situation to make more money so we can change the world Hmm, it sure is all right I will see you next week for another episode of chill and prosper thanks so much for joining me bye thanks for listening to chill and prosper
1: tell your friends to chill and prosper review and subscribe We hope you had a very
0: good time.